0: I literally have nothing to say <laughs> <I> tr- <laughs> which everyone who knows me is like wow yeah. you're quiet but like every time we start an episode I never think about it before well that's the beauty of it yeah I just like say stuff but yeah. I have nothing to say which worries me for this episode welcome back to the podcast guys <laughs> am I good am I okay no I should feel my head
1: <laughs> she's had a rough morning <laughs>
2: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot
1: What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. Hello. This is Ashley speaking. That over there and is Taryn. Taryn. She's had a rough morning. It's Monday and we're here together, obviously, yeah. with yeah. you guys. Um, as you guys know... This is the podcast where we advise you. Yes. If you haven't been here before, welcome, welcome mm-hmm. to the family. Um, be sure to subscribe, like, rate, review the pod, and um, yeah, check out our YouTube because we have we have this on YouTube as well.
0: Yes. Um, I'm sorry for my appearance today. I it's not <laughs> that I had a rough morning. I just could not get up.
1: It but was it-, it was so Taryn and I we come into the studio and our plan normally is to leave at 9:30, which gives us. Plenty of time to stop, grab a coffee, and and get to the studio on time. Mm-hmm. Which all, by the way, we got here like right on time. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it was like nine fifteen, and I had I had already gone to the gym, come back, worked out, had breakfast. Okay. I walked past <laughs> Darren's room, and the lights out. I can always check. I can always tell by under the door. Yeah. So I was like, uh oh. So I text her. It's like nine fifteen. I'm like, hey, you up? <laughs> And I, should, said, I hear I get yep uh, yup Y U P. Yep. And I was like, okay. Should yeah. I put in the coffee order? And then she comes downstairs, she's like, Yup. <laughs>
0: yup. <laughs> you know, I like I worry for I worry for myself when I become a mom because you know how like moms it's like you see those mom TikToks where like they're Making fun of the moms who always look so put together because mm-hmm. they're like, "This is how I look when I drop them off for school." Yeah, I I feel like because this morning I had to choose between either feeding my son Charles, who's a dog, <laughs> and looking somewhat presentable, right. and I could, I didn't have time, yeah. so like I had to sacrifice it's and just life. make sure I fed my dog and got him outside, uh-huh. and I look like a turd, but it's fine because it doesn't matter. Cause you came here for my sparkling personality. personality. Yeah. That's why they're all here. Which that's what I'm gonna tell all the guys. gonna <laughs> be like, I might look rough, but I sparkle on the inside and I will keep your life entertained. Always. What more do you want, honestly? Honestly. think about Package it. deal. That's what COVID I feel like did to most couples. Like they were like, wow. I like looking at you, but now that I'm stuck with you 24 seven, like I don't like you (laughs) as a person. We need some distance some separation. Um, Can we talk about
1: our super fun weekend this weekend? Yeah. um, Taryn had her third birthday
0: party. (laughs) Well, it was, I only was supposed to have one, but then it was, it got pushed back like, my like over a month passed when like my birthday was. Yeah. So it it was just like but then my friends are like great and we're like well we can't just like not do anything for your actual birthday. Your birthday. Yeah. So yeah, it was so I've never really thrown myself like a party party and my sister-in-law who is literally like my spirit animal, we were talking about it and she was like literally same like I always wanted to have like a 90s party and I was like, oh my gosh, that's mm-hmm. my dream party. So we decided to like go in on it and it was great because we have a pretty fluid friend group like my group of friends. She knows pretty much all of them. I know her group of friend and then I invited like a couple like old school friends from like back in the day too mm-hmm. and we rented out a space so it was just us and like our people yes. and like. It, it, we were able to like open the door so there was fresh air, we were safe, but it, we got a DJ and just decorated nineties and like, like full nineties Just danced with like our group of friends. Yeah. And it was so I've literally, I haven't danced like that and been able to just like have fun like that yeah. in so long. And there's something about, and guys,
1: you guys are going to be so proud. I was a dancing machine. She was, Saturday I have video proofs. I have video and proof. And I, f- I think, a lot of it had to do with the fact that they were all people that I knew. Yeah. And there weren't like, um, and I, I mean, I fe- i know you're gonna get what I say. Yeah. What, I, what I, what? I know you're what gonna you get what I mean when I say this. Yes, There weren't any like male prospects. Yeah, like you so don't go there to find a guy. Because I wasn't yeah. trying to like mm-hmm. find a guy to hook up with or dance with or whatever, it freed me. <laughs> to just have fun. To just freaking be the dancing machine that is
0: inside of me that is always hard to pull out but you know what I think it also was like you were a character yes like you came in a costume you were dressed up you had your freaking ring pop in hand and we're just like a 90s queen and it was it was glorious which which brings me to
1: the next thing every party should be themed yeah this weekend proved to me like we should have wig parties. We should yes. have 80s parties. Every yes. party we do should have some yes. kind of theme so that Absolutely. everyone dresses up because I had a blast putting my so outfit together. Yeah. yeah.
0: It was so much. We'll post some pictures on UA just showing it, it just it was it was the best night, but poor planning on my part because that morning of the party and the morning after. I had to go help with an estate sale for my grandpa, and I had to leave the house at 5. Oof, so uh, I was not I was not living well the next day, but it's okay. Which I've brings us kind to of, this morning. Which is why I think I'm just still tired. Yeah. Yeah, it was so much fun. I have, so much fun. I have a funny story. So
1: um, on Saturday, Taryn's 90s party, um, like she said, it was completely decorated 90s. There was a whole, like um candy bar and it had ring pops and push pops and fun dip and like all the candy that i yeah, grew, yeah. grew up with you know <laughs> um so i obviously i haven't seen a ring pop in freak like years yes so they're I, so good did you I, forget how I good had they are two, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i went blue raspberry because obviously which um made my mouth extremely blue for Same. every photo that I'm in Same. <laughs> and there's a lot and <laughs> my mouth is wide open <laughs> it looked like a little blue mouth alien yeah. um but, but do you remember when you used to think that was like cool oh yeah like, I used to purposely try to like, oh, I'm, it. I'm, I'm yeah. cute and I would always I would always try to do red because I felt like it was like lipstick yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just thoughts lick the lips a little <laughs> yeah. try to, like stain them <laughs> um and she even had um Temporary tattoos. So there was a whole table in the bathroom where you could go and put tattoos on each other. I went
0: all out, people. (laughs) She really
1: did. (laughs) And um, me and my friend Ashley, because we are both named ashley um, went and put tattoos on each other and i was like oh i don't know which one i want yeah and then i look and there's this little troll like the troll <laughs> dolls and i haven't seen one of those in forever it made eye contact with me it was kind of flirting with me and i was like i gotta this i gotta it. and this she was like it. where do you want it and i was like tramp stamp me so yep. she put it on my lower back guys i had a date the next day <laughs>
0: <laughs> wait was it showing Wait, did you acknowledge it beforehand? Stop it. <laughs> I So like I
1: pull, he had been, he was in his car. He was waiting for me. I pull up right next to his car and we both get out at the same time. I don't even make it around my car. And he's like, what is that? And I was I was I didn't know what he was talking about. I was like, what is what? And he like turns me around and like lifts up my shirt slightly to see the troll. And I was like, how in the world did you spot that? And he was like, I saw it the second you got out of the car. And I was like, was it th- that obvious? And um, I ended up having to like explain the whole situation. Also, this morning, it's kind of worn off. It looks a little bit rough. But I was working out this morning. and One of the trainers was like, is that a is that a troll on your back? And I was like, yes. You know what? You should just get it <laughs> real because I, that would be great. I feel like it because it's been um, it's been a hit with everyone who yeah. has has. Oh, seen it's it a great far. talking point. Yeah. great talking point. I even put it on my stories, and the amount of DMs that were like, "This is iconic." Let's bring back Let's tramp stamps it. and trolls. Yeah, <laughs> troll tattoos and tramp stamps. Moral yes. of the story. Yes, yes, yes. Get a troll tattoo.
0: So that was our weekend. I it hope was a great all weekend. of you listening had a great weekend too. Uh-huh. And uh should we like, you know, get into <laughs> what we do or just <laughs> keep Some talking. Story.
1: Um yes, I have a tearing it up for us. Taryn, do you want to break down what a tearing it up is? Yes. So a
0: tearing it up is basically a community where we talk <laughs> <A> about <community>. <laughs> <laughs> where we talk about the embarrassing, unfortunate things that happen in our lives that um you know we're we're sacrificing our embarrassment mm-hmm. embarrassment humility or, pride, pride, pride whatever to uh bring joy yeah
1: to those around us and by embarrassing stories by our embarrassing stories we mean your embarrassing stories oh we've um, shared enough of us, so <laughs> taryn has yeah. shared enough of hers yeah <laughs> this one is titled a hop skip and a trip a taryn oh, no. it up oh no um so let's dive on into it hi guys it's lauren and i'm an enneagram type 7 so she's the in, like adventurous, yes. enthusiast, life of the party, of the party mm-hmm. outgoing person. Um, so a few weeks ago, I was visiting my brother in Chicago. He lives in a loft type apartment. So his living room is downstairs and his bedroom and bathroom are upstairs. Anyways, after a long day going to the baseball game and seeing the town, we went back to his apartment and went straight to bed. I was sleeping on the couch and woke up from sweating and also had to use the bathroom. On my way back down to go back to bed, I took one step and flew down the entire staircase. My first reaction oh, was no. to do the, the sign of the cross and to see if I woke my brother up, which I didn't. But on a positive note, I never got down the stairs quicker.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, is she alive? Though? I
1: mean, I don't, I would love to know more about the stairs like did she (laughs) did she go down the entire staircase I don't know Um, I will leave you with the lessons I learned while falling down the stairs one never wear socks to bed It adds less traction during the trip. Which happened to me recently, remember? You wear socks in bed? No, 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 going down the stairs in socks. Oh yeah. So she wore socks to bed and slipped on the staircase. And that happened to me recently and Taryn saw the whole thing and I made eye contact with her during the whole thing. It was very
0: impressive how you didn't die. Like you you landed perfectly. It was weird. It was scary. It was weird. Two, don't count on your brother to wake up and make
1: sure you're alive. He's a hefty sleeper. Three, buy hallway night (laughs) lights. (laughs) For, <laughs> just in general we have we have nightlights yeah. um because so, you never know you know biggest fear is probably the dark for me so yeah so there's, our whole house is lit up at night yeah <laughs> um anyways I hope this made you laugh thank you for reading I hope you have the best week
0: ever thanks Lauren so good I dude it's falling I've fallen up the stairs before that was an interesting one and then i've fallen down the stairs a few times but luckily like i've never full-blown like rolled down the stairs Yeah, like the one time in vegas it was really bad and my (laughs) crush was walking in front of me and my i don't know what happened but my heels for i just don't mesh well with heels my heels like something happened and i ended up so my legs bent so i slid down on my shins holding the rail no. so it was like do 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 you know going down and then i just remember i barely like i flipped my hair and stood back up and then my crush turned around and looked at me and i just kind of froze and then he was like did you just fall down the stairs <laughs> and i was like yes <laughs> and then I just started like crying because yeah. my shins had like no skin left on them right but- oh yeah, my it's god it's brutal have no, you no
1: i've never fallen down that way i have fallen back on the stairs um this happened back
0: like, oh, I, like I fell backwards oh, okay
1: okay um like my feet slipped out from underneath me because got got socks Ooh, and tailbone i have uh we have wooden stairs and yeah. so if you wear socks and i'm i'm especially in the colder times i always have like fuzzy socks on um I, Were you like running down them? No, I took, I simply took a step and I had bags in my hand mm. and I, my feet just slipped out from in front of me. And, um, yeah, I landed back on my tailbone and it was sore for like, yeah, that's no joke. Two to three weeks. Cause it, yeah. it just, I just happened to hit it just right. And falling
0: on the stairs is it's honestly, brutal. it's dangerous. You gotta be it's careful. Brutal. Yes. Well, thank you for sharing that. Everyone <laughs> who's fallen down the stairs. We see you. We see you. We're we hear you. you we, we support you. Yeah.
2: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
0: Okay, I'm going to go ahead and get into mine. Let's do it. Okay, so this one is called, am I a sociopath or am I just becoming my husband? (laughs) Which, like, (laughs) I'm concerned for, like, multiple areas. Yeah. Is your husband a sociopath? Dude, sociopaths, well, mm-hmm. psychopaths, like they. Wait, which one me. are we talking about? I mean, okay, like I, obviously I mean, obviously psychopaths. Sociopaths are scary too, like obviously. But when the last time I, I was, I was just listening to a recent episode don't remember which one but they were talking about how this guy was like a psychopath and then like you think about all the stuff you've heard about him and you're just like like the fact that you could do things and not feel any type of remorse like basically all the good decisions good decisions I make are because one I want to do the right thing mm-hmm. but also there's that fear of getting in trouble hurting someone else whatever like imagine not having that compass at all oh everything's an option oh my gosh it's so scary hell know. yeah no. Mm-mm. which I know I know you're not serious about being a sociopath in this but still it just brought up some things
1: wait can I can I every a, crime can I just take a second knows. Yes. Since we're talking about this, um, our Halloween series is coming up. Yes. Our October Great series Psy-Gui. is coming up since we're talking about sociopaths yeah. and psychopaths. Yeah. Um, y'all already know we go hard for October. Every single episode in October is going to be scary story season. So if you have a scary story that you've experienced or you know someone who has had a scary story or a situation happen to them, please get it down on paper. And send it to us because we need to hear it. Yes. Um, we very much love the spooky season and we're going to go all out. And if you haven't listened to our October series yet, uh, we have two. And you, it's, will, you need to listen to them. You should binge them prior to... This coming October, so that we agree. can experience our third season together. I fully as agree. As a community. Yeah. You so know? Fully agree. Cool. Fully Just agree. wanted to throw that out there. You can continue now, Taryn. Okay. But now I'm like, all like, listen, let's, now, talk, let's talk about this.
0: Murder. Okay. <laughs> all right. She says, hey, hotties. I would like to stay anonymous. Uh, also, you know, thank you for calling me hot because. <laughs>
1: I just don't feel awesome today. We really need that today. So like,
0: I appreciate it. Anyways, okay. Hey hotties, I would like to stay anonymous because I'm not exactly proud of what I am admitting to in this message. Oh. I have been a listener since the beginning and although mm. my life is ever changing, my loyalty to the pod stays the same. Queen, <laughs> we love you. All right. Okay. All right. I'm 29 years old and I'm a stay at home mom to a <laughs> nine month old. Old.
1: I was just about to be like, hey, me too. No, I'm not. I'm 31. <laughs> Are you okay? No, <laughs> I'm not. Okay. Um, while Ash continues to have, <laughs> I've lost all track of time this
0: COVID season. Anyways, yeah. continue. I'm sorry. It's fine. It's fine. You were 29 one time before. <laughs> so, <laughs> same. Okay. Um, I'm a stay-at-home mom to a nine-month-old little boy. Y'all, I am so obsessed with this baby. I highly suggest having a mama's boy. Um, my life is pretty basic. She put PB pun intended. Oh, nice. Pretty basic. Um, and it goes like this. I'm an Enneagram 5. I live in the same town I've always been in, which is a very small town in NorCal. I have the same friends since high school, and my family lives just five minutes away. My husband, who is pretty quiet and standoffish and is an Enneagram 9, Ash. Hello. Works for a very big company and makes great money, which allows me to stay home with my baby. This is great for me because I suffer from postpartum anxiety, and leaving him is extremely hard for me. While I absolutely love being his mom, I have found that I don't really have an identity of my own anymore. I have nothing to say when I see my friends because our lives are so different. And to be honest, I just don't care what's going on with anyone else. I don't feel emotionally connected to anyone but my husband anymore. And I can't remember the last time I truly cared that someone else was having a hard time. That sounds awful, right? I feel so emotionally disconnected that I'm afraid I'm turning into such a selfish person. I was always pretty social and I'm wondering if my husband's lack of socialization skills have rubbed off on me or if I'm actually suffering from some type of mental break. And to answer your question, yes, I have tried therapy. Something to note about me is I hate when the attention is on me, especially negative. I know it's their job, but I can't imagine that a therapist actually cares to hear my problems, and therefore I often minimize my issues. I just don't think spending a chunk of money on therapy is the best option for me. So please, tell it to me straight. Am I a sociopath? <laughs> <laughs> I love I love that ending because yeah. I'm like that too. Where I'm like, is something wrong with me? Just is, tell me. Just, I just I'd rather Don't know. Don't I'd rather know and work with. Let this. me know.
1: Yeah, that's funny because she isn't an Enneagram Five, which is like the researcher, like the questionnaire yes. that has to like know every read yes. every article on every subject before like you know yeah. handling something.
0: It's funny. I always tell people like. The fact that you're writing in and you're asking questions just proves right off the bat that you're not. Yeah. And, um, I remember too, like when I was little, I was so afraid that I wasn't saying the prayer right to become a Christian. <laughs> so every Sunday, every time anyone said, if you want to become a Christian, raise your hand. I would say the prayer over and over cause I wasn't convinced. Yeah. And then I remember, um, When I got older, I had a teacher and they told me they were like, the fact that you're worried that you didn't do it right shows that like you are like your heart is in the right place. Like it's something that you desire. And so that statement helped me a lot to be like, sometimes when we focus so much on something, it shows that our heart is wanting Mm -hmm. that area to be right. Yeah. And it kind of should be validation in itself. But. I have so many things to say about oh, this. Oh, pop off. But do you want to no, start? On go for year? it. Can we? do Okay. I know that you said like therapy's not for you. And I, that's why I just want to, let's just get this out of the way mm. because obviously like big therapy fans over yes, here. Yes, huge. I think something that like, because I studied, I went to school to be a therapist, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like I can, I can speak on the mentality of it. And I really think that you have the wrong idea of what a therapist's role is. And it's – first of all, it's not negative attention. Mm-hmm. Like anything you go in and say, a therapist is the one person that is never going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe she's doing that. Yeah. It's just – it's a completely different mentality. It's it's much more of a – you you go into it. Any sessions that I did when I was like doing my practice hours – you go into it and you first of all, like you empathize with people. But second, you're very much like thinking about what they're saying and then thinking about strategies and different things that you can ask or suggest to help just process it. You're never going in trying to be like, oh, there something's wrong with them and I'm going to fix them. It's very much like how can I partner with them to like find ways to like take steps forward So I don't know if that would help you, but I think you're thinking about it wrong. Like, Mm. I mean, we even I mean, we discussed like freaking really intense subjects, like even like bestiality and talked about like what is like the core of it? Like what are steps we can take? And it's not even though, yeah, like as a person separate, I have my own views and things that I think of and reactions I would have towards certain things but when i'm sitting with someone i'm thinking straight up like how can i like what how can we get to the bottom of this area like mm-hmm. it's not it's not it's not it's not in the way that i think that you're thinking about it if that makes sense yeah it's very much like strategy so i i just want to throw that out there because i think that like i don't know i think therapy has like a bad rep sometimes. Yeah. I think it's becoming
1: way more open and talked about now. Yeah. But I do think typically there's this kind of like like background understanding of like what it is Mm -hmm. that people don't fully Yeah. People don't fully understand. Like I have I've been in therapy for a while now and um I very much consider her to be a like partner in, in life. Um, (laughs) and, and what, what I mean when I say that is it doesn't matter what the situation is. It could be very heavy and serious, or it could be very lighthearted, or it could be about a guy that I went out with for the first time, like the other day. Um, it could be about a friendship thing or a family thing. Um, I'll just be like, here's what I'm going through. Here's how I feel. What do I do about it? And then me and her literally brainstorm and come up with a plan of attack. Yeah. And so it doesn't have to be. I think people think like you have to be in a sick state mm-hmm. to need a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've been in sick states, but like yeah. <laughs> currently, I feel like I'm in a good place. Yeah. Um, and I still very much like I love bringing like my daily stuff to her yeah. and making a plan. Yeah, um, and I think it's very helpful.
0: Yeah. And like we talk about all the time, find like if you're very much like, I don't like negative attention, mm-hmm. find someone who's super like non emotional. Like my therapist right now is very just stripped, straightforward. Like she'll just be like, I noticed you got emotional. Like, why, why, why? did you get emotional? Yeah. She's not sitting there being like, oh, oh, I see that this is hard for you. You know what I mean? So like I couldn't handle the, which I thought have, I would heavy want the
1: emotion. Yes. Yeah. So I wouldn't like I'm that just either. saying
0: like you should. Yeah, like find like the thing that works for you. Taryn
1: worded it perfectly, which you've probably heard since you've been listening for a while. At the beginning of this podcast, she said that finding the right therapist is like finding like the perfect pair of shoes. Like just because it fits doesn't mean it's the perfect fit. Yeah. Um. And sometimes it takes a lot of tries until yeah. you find someone that actually, you actually click with. And I think once you find someone that you click with, you'll find that partner yes. who you'll feel comfortable opening up and, and sharing heavy things, lighthearted yeah. things with.
0: fully. Um, also, okay, so that's just, which, if you're still like, nah, it's not for me, do your thing, girl. We each have to do what's right for us, but- Listen to us Just wanted to, (laughs) just wanted to change your life. We'll fill that void. Yeah. (laughs) We volunteer. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that something happens when you become a mom that- your your wants your needs your priorities don't it's not that they don't matter but they just don't they're not at the top anymore and I've watched this with friends I watched my sister-in-law struggle with finding that balance of like no my life is different and he comes first no matter what so I think that That is a big shift, and I think that it would be scary if your focus wasn't on your child. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I think that that's a good thing. However, I do think you have to keep your identity as well because I think that when kids get older – and they start to grow like everything between zero and five. If, and I'm going to enter into my child development mm-hmm. hat. Dive in, Taryn. Um, kids are looking to the adults in their life to know how to feel, how to form certain, you know, beliefs, whatever. Like even stuff like um, anxiety, right? Like yeah. I have anxiety because of what I see and it freaks me out. So then I go internally and I start to have anxiety. If a stressful situation happens with a kid, they look to an adult to see how they're reacting to know whether they are safe or not. So that's why a lot of times, like even as a teacher, like when we'd have certain things like fire drills or whatever, I would over the top make my demeanor very calm so I could bring the anxiety of the kids down Mm -hmm. so that I could get them to duck and cover or like whatever the drill was, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that as... As your your kid is growing, they're going to need to look to you and your husband to start to form their likes, to form their personality traits, to form different things about them. And so I think it's like helpful for them to know what type of person you are. You know what I mean? And I think it also is healthy for you to have that balance because someday like kids grow up and they go off. And then I think that's when a lot of parents struggle and have you know, either marital issues or just an identity thing is because they're like, OK, I don't have my kid anymore. Not mm-hmm. that you don't have them, but you know what I mean? And yeah. they're like, who am I? Like without my kid, you know?
1: Yeah. Um. I obviously don't have children. So <laughs> we have dog children. Can't relate to that aspect in any way. But I have had a lot of friends that have had kids now um, and they've vented very similar things um, and expressed very similar struggles. Um, It is like Taryn said, it's just so natural to put your kid first. Like, of course, that's what's going to be prioritized or what should be prioritized. Um, but I do think there is this... Um, I don't know. I'm going to try
0: to clearly Artificate articulate yeah. this. You got this, girl. I'm so bad at this. I'll translate if, Thank if needed. Thank you. I appreciate yes, that, Terrence.
1: Everyone, of get course. yourself a Taryn. <laughs> <laughs> Um So I do think that... And this is again coming from an outsider's perspective. I do think that there is this misunderstanding that to be a parent, you have to be a hundred percent in every way self sacrificial. Mm-hmm. Um and I see, I see where that stems from. And I think that's a beautiful thing to to forget oneself and to prioritize another yeah. human being. I do think that is necessary to a degree to be a parent. However, I agree with Taryn, I think you have to hold on to who you are, like at your core and do things for yourself as well. Otherwise, you'll lose yourself. Mm-hmm. And you will only identify slash find um, joy and fulfillment in another human being. It doesn't matter if it's your kid or your husband mm-hmm. or your or your family member or friend. That's not healthy yeah. because that human being eventually is going to let you down, or leave you, um, or do something that is going to very much affect you because you've you've thrown everything yeah. into that one person. Oh, fully. So I do think you need to hold on to a piece of you, and it doesn't matter what it is, but you need to figure out what that is. So yeah. maybe right now take this season as a time to like try a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're into, for me, mine has always been working out. It's going to be hard when I have a kid. Yeah, <laughs> That's going to be really hard and it's going to be a rough transition and Taryn's going to have to help me <laughs> get yeah. through that. Um, but that's my thing. Maybe yours is meditation or walks or coffee dates with a friend mm-hmm. once a week. Once you figure out what your thing is, you're going to need to voice that to your husband and be like, hey, I love my kid. I love you. I love prioritizing this family. But I need something for me so that I feel Like I'm still me. Yeah. And I'm sure he'll be, you know, he needs to be supportive of that. So once you figure out what that is, you're like, hey, once a week, I'm going to go meet my friend for coffee for an hour. Mm -hmm. That's all I need. And I'm going to be good. And then as best as you can, prioritize that one hour for you, you know, whatever it is. And then maybe, maybe you can do more. The older the kid gets and doesn't yeah. need you as much. Maybe you could do a couple coffees or like walks by yourself. It doesn't matter what it is. Just figure out what it is and prioritize that fully one thing for you. And I think that's going to help a lot.
0: ah, yeah. oh, She
1: articulated that oh, great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sure. I'm really bad. No, I
0: know you're not. No,
1: you're not. <laughs> I, like, I have to, my brain. I think what it is is I know what I want to say, but there's 10 things I want to say and it jumbles. And yes. so then I panic because I don't know like how I'm going to,
0: what my plan of attack is so yeah no you did great thank you I I totally agree and I think I think like I mean obviously all of this is advice for like when you break out of that like I don't even have the desire to and I think one of the things I've noticed with myself is I can very easily get in certain ruts in areas of life where I kind of like I submerge myself in this area and then I forget about everything else and whatever because life is so busy and chaotic in general. I can't even imagine when you add the chaos and like the full focus of being a mother on top of that. But I would try to just like force yourself to do something to see if it sparks up that, it like wakes up that other side of you. Like you said, yeah, you said you used to be social but now you're having a hard time. So maybe like prioritize like Ash was saying like, hey, like I'm gonna go just get coffee with a friend. Keep it short and sweet. Something, Not too long. Yeah, like it even say like, hey, I have a half hour, like whatever. Um, and then just see how you feel. Also like, I think the, the whole, um, I don't care about my friend's problems. I think that, like, sometimes, and I know Ash can speak to this more because (laughs) you're better at, like, detaching than Mm -hmm. I am. Sometimes there's a mentality shift that needs to happen where you are like, okay, even though I genuinely don't care, I still can, like be present and listen. And even though this is torture for me, me being there for a person is a genuine act because I'm like prioritizing what they need or feel in this moment. Yeah. And, and I think that's hard for people who are like, well, if I genuinely don't want to listen to their problems, why would I do it? But I think it comes with like just pushing forward and being, a friend and doing acts, even when you're like, I don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think in situations like that, because I
1: I'm going to say it. I struggle with that a lot because I'll be like in my head a lot of the times. And this is going to sound so freaking cocky, (laughs) but I know what they should do. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the answer. Yeah. We don't need to talk about it because this is the answer. What I have learned through multiple friends, a lot of coming from Taryn <laughs> but multiple friends um, is that it is very important me I see the end and the answer so why 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 go through all of the whole conversation about it when I know what we need what needs to happen for a lot of people it's very important that they verbalize and banter back and forth and brainstorm and walk you through the entire thing because that's really helpful for them yeah so what it comes down to is do you love the person enough? to sit there and listen to the whole thing, even though you have the answer in your yeah. head or not. If mm-hmm. they're a friend that you care for, then I think they deserve for you to be able to sit there, listen to the entire thing, hold your tongue, listen yeah. to the whole thing and then give the answer Full that of. you maybe knew from the very beginning. But like you need, if you love them, then you need to be able to sit there through it. Yeah. If you're not feeling any type of way, then maybe you're, maybe you're not really friends, maybe you're more of acquaintances and maybe it's, it would be really helpful for you to put them in a different category and realize that, you know?
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe, maybe there are some friendships. I know like when you go into a different chapter in life, like sometimes people don't follow you to that chapter Mm -hmm. and I think that's okay. But I think, you know, maybe you need to do, since your priority is just on your kid Maybe you need to get involved in groups or like start to make friends with other moms or like I I think like I love kids and I specifically like work with kids zero to five. So a lot of my friends who have kids like I'll go over and they're like I'm so sorry like when their kids screaming or like we're in the middle of a conversation and the kid comes up to me and is like "Ah," and like I have to talk to them. And I'm always like, don't apologize. Like, I love this. Like, I would rather hang out with kids than adults anyways. So I think, like, you just need to find the people that mesh well with, like, what you have going on. And then the people that don't mesh well with that are the people that you need to find times where you can break away Mm -hmm. and, like, go see them in other times. But Mm -hmm. I think right now, you, you have it within you. You obviously are, like... What's wrong with me? I don't think, I don't think you're a selfish person because of how much you're putting your life and focus onto your kid. That right there is like not selfish. Your priorities have just changed. So I think now it's going to be like, okay, like I've had, I've, I've birthed this child. I've come up with this thing. I think that could be a reason to like for your postpartum anxiety is because you have so much attached to just your your kid and your routine and all this stuff that the separation feels like I can't do that, which like is a freaking such a valid thing that so many moms go through. Mm -hmm. So I think that you just need to start to like prioritize other things and and it might not start to happen till he gets old enough to start going to school, and that's okay. But I think that you're writing this in because you're like, I I need I need a shift, even yeah. though I don't think I want it. Yeah. And I, I think, think the that's shift the first sounds step.
1: scary. Mm-hmm.
0: But you know, deep down, that you need it. Yeah. But um, I also would like, I mean, start to like verbalize this. You know, like mm-hmm. I think right now you have a lot of shame attached to this, which is why you said you wanted to be anonymous, which like obviously like we're a safe space for that but um i would start to talk about it like i noticed that even with vanessa my sister-in-law like she would go through certain things and she would straight up say like no one talks about this like mm-hmm. as a mom like no one talks about how hard this is or that this is a possibility and so i think we need more like beautiful strong independent women that are like life is not all rainbows yeah, and bubbles i an open like, book yeah, like it sometimes was I, I struggle with this and I don't care about what everyone else thinks because I'm focused on me and my kid. And like yeah. that's OK, too. So I think you need to like detach from any shame that's attached to that and then start to just talk to people and prioritize forcing yourself into scenarios to, to weed out like. This is not of interest to me anymore. Or, wow, that was actually really fun. Like, I need to start making this a regular thing.
1: Yeah, I think this is a really exciting season for you because you, now you get to just kind of play around and see what sticks. Yeah, you know, you can try a few things. Um, if it's a no go, scratch it off your list. Move down to the next thing. It's not a personal thing if it doesn't work out. Um, but once you find that thing, I think you're gonna, I think you're gonna thrive.
0: Yeah, and start time like for me like. <laughs> Will there be an episode where I don't bring up Legos? I don't know. But for me, like even that, like it's something I do by myself and it's but it's something that I do because I genuinely want to and it makes me happy. So even if all these things sound big, like I, I feel like people don't get how like The tiny steps are just as important. So even if it literally is you saying to your husband like, hey, I'm going to go drive and get out of my car and walk in to get coffee somewhere and I'll be right back. Mm -hmm. Like even like tiny things that you do can start snowballing into something bigger, you know? Yeah.
1: I mean, I've been working from home for a really long time. And one of the things that me and my sister differ on dramatically is Alicia, my sister, can sit at home and edit all day long and not feel (laughs) Any type of way about it, yep. I will go crazy. I don't like it. So uh, very early on, I learned that uh, a quick coffee run dramatically changes yeah. my day. I just need to see people and I need to get out of yep. the house and I need to get outside at some point. Whether yep. it's me sitting outside and you know journaling or with my coffee for ten minutes mm-hmm. in the backyard or. Um, you know, walking to coffee, maybe like something so simple and short dramatically changes my mood and I work better and I am more effective at what I do when I do that. Yeah. So I guarantee you the same thing's going to work with parenting and in your family. If you allow yourself that 15 minute getaway, that 15 minute go sit by yourself in complete silence, you know, I guarantee you, you're going to be in a better mood to more efficiently and effectively care for your family yeah
0: yeah prioritize Put yourself even five on minutes yeah yes mm-hmm. um well i hope this helped i hope like i we, feel like we nailed that i i mean you know not to sound too cocky, sometimes but... like i start talking for so long that i forget like what i originally was trying to say <laughs> yeah. so i'm i'm just gonna hope that the message was beautiful you know what i used to
1: do at the top of this podcast i used to have a notepad
0: and well, i would I used jot to down, down thoughts too
1: like lawyers
0: but and I, I kind of stopped that's why people keep coming back because I think they can tell we just are like genuinely just sitting and talking genuinely just like brainstorming yeah yeah. yeah. well thank you so much Anonymous you got this and hug that little mama's boy for us oh, I cute. hope oh, I pray I pray I want boys like I'm made to be a boy mom mm, I see that so first gotta find Can't a guy wait for your little girl to be able to <laughs> oh my gosh I know but she's gonna be just like me she's gonna be like a weird little
1: (laughs) okay moving on to my story this one is titled baby daddy drama no oh no okay Getting into it. Hi, Taryn and Ashley. I'm a new listener of the podcast and ah. you two ladies make my nine to five job filled with laughter and smiles. So thank you so much for that.
0: I love it. We had like a Anytime. freaking day one and a new listener. Yeah. This is perfect. This is amazing.
1: Um. Sh- uh, she adds I would like to say anonymous please I'm going to give you some details of my current situation and give a little explanation of how I got into the situation so you can have a better understanding before you give your wisdom oh we'll give it <laughs> she adds in parentheses, you guys are wise beyond your years so if you read this on the pod I'll be excited to hear your point of view <laughs> stop gassing us up so much jeez! my, oh, keep my, my face giant smile <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, she writes. I am a 26-year-old mom of two. I had my firstborn at 22 and my second at 24. Truthfully, both of my pregnancies were not planned, but I am so beyond grateful for my beautiful children. Their father and I were both 21 when I became pregnant, and we were only dating for about a, about a year, which honestly is not very long. I ignored red flags about him before. And even after we had our first and second born, the longer I stayed in this relationship, the more unhappy I became. Mm. He would constantly gaslight me, lie about small things for no reason, blame me for him not being happy as well as call me names. Mm -mm. Um, We'll put a pin right there. um, (laughs) Pin right there. I finally had enough and ended the relationship when my second child was only 10 months old. This was very hard as he told me I was, quote, pulling our family apart and made me feel extremely guilty. Now here we are, one and a half years later, and he is still trying to gaslight me and is constantly disagreeing with me. Even after saying all this, I can't deny that my children are obsessed with their dad because even though he was not a good partner to me, he's still an amazing father Mm -hmm. and I will never say otherwise if we do not get even if we do not get along the thing I'm struggling with is I can't get away from my toxic ex because he is the father of my children and the person I co-parent with on an everyday basis my question is how to move on from my toxic ex when I'm going to have to communicate with him for the rest of my life and what should I do about him still acting toxic towards me she adds, I am at a loss. I just want to move on and live a happy life with my babies. Any advice is appreciated. Love Anonymous.
0: Ouch, man. Oof.
1: This is this is a lot. And I'm very excited to hear Taryn's perspective. I do want to just take a moment and recognize that the decision that you made was a very hard decision. Um, but I'm very proud of you for standing up for yourself. I think a lot of, um, women in these situations feel stuck and don't have the strength to make this type of decision to, to prioritize yourself in that relationship, um, and stand up for yourself. And I think that's really amazing that you were able to do that. Um, it is a bummer that he's in your life
0: for the you can't get away from that. I mean it's it literally is the thing that like can tie you to a person forever. Yeah. So, yeah. um that is that
1: is super unfortunate. I I love that he's a great father, so that mm-hmm. that is nice. <laughs> um, that's a plus. That's a huge plus. And I I feel like what you must be struggling with is It must be hard to want to stand up for yourself and make it clear to your kids that it's not okay for their father to treat you that way while also wanting to protect their image of their father.
0: Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I think it's... I mean, obviously I agree with Ash that it took a lot of, like, courage and strength to do this. But I think a lot of times, like, it's not... It's not even that women like don't feel the strength. It's that they feel like that pressure of mm-hmm. like, for their I children, I can't so. break my family up for this. And you obviously married the person for a reason, so you're fighting to like hope that that person comes back. And you know, like unfortunately, a lot of people have different traumas or things in their childhood that that skew your, your vision of what you deserve and what is right or wrong. And so you can kind of like fall into the trap of thinking that's okay behavior or things like that. So, I mean, that's like a whole other topic. And I think, I think there's something powerful and, and I know that your kids aren't old enough to understand this Mm -hmm. now, but I think there's something powerful in showing them that, it's not okay to stay in a relationship where you're being mistreated. Mm -hmm. And I think that though that makes it hard on, you know, like the traditional family being broken up. Right. I don't, I know so many people who have grown up in families with separated parents that are beautiful, strong, (laughs) stable humans. And then I know others that it's been hard for them, but it's also just a part of their story. So I think that someday you having that conversation of, you know, I, I, I know you guys love your dad and I loved your, I love him too, but there were things that weren't okay that I had to make sure that I made a choice for myself, which I mean that I can't even approach what that conversation should look like because I can't relate to that personally, but, um, that is so it's so hard and it's so because there's things you can do right like you can you can have it to where any con any communication is just strictly between um I don't fully know all this stuff but I know there's a lot of like when there's like divorce like you can have like a child advocate like mm-hmm. through basically like, like a middleman yeah like so it's more of like that person that is like going in between you and and your husband or ex, but, um, it's just, I mean, it's just tricky. It's such a hard thing to navigate, but I do think that he still is having too much access into how you're living your life. So if he can't respect that boundary of like, Hey, we're only discussing stuff between the kids. And if you talk to me inappropriate, like the conversations over, then I'm just saying there are other steps that you can take if you want to take like a legal route. But that's, again, opens up doors for other stuff too. So it's just hard.
1: Yeah, I we talk about this all the time on the podcast, but I think what needs to happen is we need to start drawing lines, mm-hmm. some boundaries in the relationship. Um, and here's where I think it would be really helpful. I think the next time he talks to you like that, I think what's really easy and what's the most – beneficial way to talk to people like this is to not react and not overreact but stay very calm and say don't talk to me like that yeah like very simple very short easy to understand and digest comments that call out what he's doing yeah don't don't raise your voice to me and allow i think that's okay things like that those short very you know stand up for yourself little phrases I think that's good for your kids to see you say that yeah Um, I know Um, a few people in my life who left their husbands um, and I was able to watch them during this process as a kid and um, I think it was actually really beneficial for me to sit and listen to you know my mom and this other woman talk about reasons why she left her husband because i obviously i was a lot older (laughs) first of all i want to say that i was like i think 13 or 14 Mm -hmm. um so at a much more like understandable age but i obviously didn't hear all all the details but like my mom would allow me to hear parts or she would explain parts to me like he was hurting her and that's not okay and she would make it very clear like he would say things to her that were not okay and it's okay that she said this or stood up for herself or left because he was not being a yeah. good husband and i think it's really important for children to hear that it's okay to stand up for yourself um i'm just coming from a purely female perspective um i think it's i think it's necessary for young girls to hear that it's okay to stand up and say no, that's not all right, mm. and to and to even leave to prove a point that you cannot be talked to in this way, you can't yeah. be treated in this way. Mm. Um, so I obviously your kids are younger and and we don't want that um, to affect how they view their father. But I do think if you start drawing those lines now between the two of you, then maybe one day when they're older, you'll be able to firmly you know, respond and that line will already be there. Yeah. Hopefully.
0: No, yeah, I think it needs to be, like Ash was saying, like a very, if you're talking to him and you're like, hey, um, you know, are you picking up so-and-so at this time? And then he responds with like, oh why, so you can go like hook up with guys and like blah, 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 and starts yeah. just like saying all this stuff for you to have very quick like redirectional statements that are like, that is not productive to the conversation Um, I need to know the time you're picking up and that's all I'm interested in talking about and like move on. Yeah. But also like I had a really close friend who I watched go through a very toxic relationship and she was so, I, I really admired how much she was able to disconnect from like he would say all this stuff, like was fully a narcissist, was just like very toxic, put her through so much and she would just sit through and just be like, Okay, and I'll, I'll make sure the girls get to you at this time and like whatever. But then there came a point where I remember telling her because she was so worried about protecting the kids from seeing the side of their dad that what was happening was they were like, well, dad's the best and you're the worst because you're putting all this structure on us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when the dad wouldn't pay for anything and they couldn't go to their dance lesson because she was having to pay for everything from him. He wasn't pitching in child support. And when he wouldn't split something, they'd have to cancel. It was always her fault. And so I remember coming to a point where I was like, OK, mm-hmm. I respect that you're hiding all of this from your kids and they're not old enough to understand certain things. But at some point, he needs to be responsible for the decisions he made, too. Mm -hmm. Not that you have to go into all these details, but at what point is being able to say, like, hey, I know that you want to do this. And right now, me and your dad have a partnership and We have to do 50-50, and if he's not helping, I can't do the whole thing. And it's not you tearing apart his character or whatever, but at some point, I think you hiding so much, so like you're the one getting beat up, and dad is just this glorified person all the time, Mm -hmm. is not necessarily healthy either. Yeah. So, and obviously like me and Ash are not parents, we're not like professionals, so this is something I think anything that has to do with kids, there should be thousands of hours of thought put into decisions made that are going to affect them Mm -hmm. so you should be talking to your parents you should be talking to people you trust that know your situation to a t because that's something i don't know like is he being toxic in front of them because that to me is a a very big line that's being crossed to where yeah hard no so i don't know what legal stuff you have for custody. I don't know, you know, like are you keeping track of all of the incidents that happened because that's something you might need in a future day if things get out of control. So obviously there's so much we don't know, but I think that you need to be the healthiest person that you can be and I think that you've already made this split, so now you need to form your foundation and fact of the matter is the only thing that you need to talk to him about is the whereabouts of your kids, the exchange times for when he gets them or not, when he should be at an event. And that's it. Everything else is none of his business. There needs to be a clear line drawn. And if that can't be, that can't be facilitated just between the two of you, then that's when you need to like look for other supports. Yeah. And
1: I agree with Taryn. I think um, there's a very fine line of protecting the, the father figure image for your children and then creating this perfect image, which I think is in the long run, almost more detrimental because there is no perfect father yeah. and there is no perfect man or yeah. woman and allowing your kids to think that dad is this amazing person when when he's not yeah, um, is only going to hurt them in the long run. Um, and I, I think it'll give them this false sense of, oh, you know, yeah. there is, you know, d- dad's perfect when he's just clearly not. And yeah. that's that's not o- that's not OK, because that's going to harm them when it comes to them creating their own family one day yeah. or finding their own future spouse one day. Um, but when it comes to the boundaries that we are going to be drawing for ourselves, um, I I'm not good at standing up for myself like on the spot. I'm not good at coming up with quick responses to stuff like this and what would help me the most would be I would sit down think of all of the things that he he typically throws at you and write down a whole list of little remarks and little comments that will firmly draw a line that will firmly stand up for yourself and and put him in his place and make it clear that it's not okay and just kind of like read over it a few times so that the next time he says something snarky like oh are you gonna go is it because you have a date tonight or or, are you hooking up with guys or whatever snarky remark he has you'll already have your response planned out and ready and it's okay if you say the same response every single time I think that'll only reiterate the point that it's none of his business
0: yeah and I think we need to normalize like parents having conflicts in front of kids even like I know like I think it should be intentional and i think there's a difference from toxic unhealthy fighting and like there should be things that are shielded from your kids mm-hmm. but i think that's good for kids to see it. and even some of the teachers like i work with i'm always telling them like if you're in a bad mood verbalize that and and show your kids like be like you know what like miss taryn is so sad right now because this happened today and I didn't like it and mm-hmm. it made me mad and yeah. now I need to take some deep breaths to calm down and and like it show kids examples of like, I'm feeling this and I don't like it or yeah. if I'm having a conflict with you, like I don't like that you said that and you apologizing and us like talking about it and yeah. showing healthy conflict resolution versus like, oh, nothing ever happens and I don't know how to like communicate in these situations. So I think there's times to say, you know, like, Mommy, why are you sad? Well, Daddy said something to me and it really hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. And and I don't like when he talks like that. So it made me sad. And I'm I need to make sure to tell him he can't talk to me like that. You yeah. know, like there's ways to make it small, bite-sized to where kids can understand it and still feel safe in the process. Yeah. But You can um, say daddy hurt my
1: feelings without going into detail. Yeah. And it's okay for your kids to hear that daddy hurt your feelings because yeah. daddy is human, just like mommy is human, Yeah, and they're gonna make mistakes. No, you know
0: yeah. But, um, oof, I just wanna say, I have so much respect for mm-hmm. all the moms out there. Yeah, this was I a think, mom episode. Yeah, I think moms are so, um, they're just like very hidden heroes, and I think they do so much that is not acknowledged, so I just wanna say that we love you all, and we, are here to support in any way we can and obviously like I think support systems are so so important so for both our anonymous writers and anyone listening make sure you guys are reaching out and finding those people to talk about everything with even the bad stuff because sometimes we hide it and I don't think that's healthy so we love you guys yes we really do but yeah. Reach out to people. Thank you so much for writing in anonymous. Killing it. I know so many
1: people are relating to this in so many ways. Honestly, female, male, like the whole parent problem, the all of this is very relatable. And I know, I know you're you're speaking to a wide audience
0: right now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, to um, wrap this up, can I end with a dad joke? Please do. I had a nightmare that I drowned in an ocean of orange soda. <laughs> But thankfully, it was just a fantasy. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. That was so good. Oh, well, I love me some orange soda. Anyways, <laughs> we love you guys so much. Thank Y'all you so much best. for writing. You're our favorites. If, if you it.
1: listen to the dad joke, we love you the yeah. Um be sure to send us all of your scary stories for our October series, yep. which is coming up shortly. Follow us on all the socials. Taryn and I have been super active on Instagram lately. So follow us there, hang out with us there, chat with us there, and we'll talk soon.
0: Yes. Love, Love you. you. Bye. Bye.